Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Symphony of Podcast with me, Jick, and the me, conductor. Riff, the second violinist. Oh, I was gonna be uh, I was gonna be first oboist. So now I feel bad because No, yeah. that's okay. It's way easier to play an oboe than it is a violin. Yeah, so I'm being first oboist is not nearly as good a, a <laughs> an accomplishment as okay, second well, violinist. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm hot stuff the first oboist. Riff only plays second fiddle to the first fiddlist. <laughs> All right. And you play first oboe to the second philatelist. Mm. And I, I have and no I conduct problem with that. The, the guy who collects stamps? Yeah. Uh, Hot Stuff used to be a guy that collects stamps. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did. <laughs> that was I, back when you were super cool. Well, I just, I mean, I never really did it with passion or like real care or concern the the intense depths of passion one normally associates with a stamp collector i well i mean (laughs) you see them in movies and they seem really into it and i was i wasn't really into it i thought you know okay this is a thing i can do for a while you know i've i've got ever get one of those upside down airplane stamps no see exactly right like that's you you read about those and you're like oh that's like millions of dollars for a stamp so you're so you totally want to be like collect i want to collect stamps so that i can get a million dollars but that's not what happens yeah but it turns out what you don't get is a million dollars or laid ever uh, I, I much prefer your your later life hobby of collecting girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got those little gummed hinges that you use to stick them in your album it's much better than my hobby of disappointing girlfriends <laughs> i mean disappointing them not acquiring disappointing <laughs> girlfriends Oh, okay. What have you been up to, Hot Stuff? Um, not a whole lot. I've been playing a lot of video game this past week. Uh, I've Woo. been hanging out in Chicago. It it rained, like, torrentially here, but then I didn't even notice, because I am I barely leave the apartment when I'm here, <laughs> so. Your apartment doesn't fill up with water when it rains? No, it does not. Uh, I'm, it does fill up with bugs. Uh, there are, like, it, it, swamp, swamp, uh, Chicago was built on a swamp. I was going to say swamp was built on Chicago, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, so it kind of has some swamp remnants left over. Um, and part of that is like a bunch of bugs, I guess. Gators, gators in the sewer. Yeah. There's gators in the sewer. Definitely. Um, uh, angry hillbillies on hovercrafts. Uh, yeah. And those hovercrafts are full of eels. So yeah. Swamp Um, eels. Yeah. My hovercraft is full of eels. Mm Mm-hmm. No, we get your funny Monty Python reference. Okay. Hot stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of swamps, uh, we have one over by the pretentious artist's desk right now because uh, when I was out... Uh, see, kids, this is why smoking is good for you. When I was out smoking <laughs> a cigar today during the uh, during the, the company staff meeting conference call, I noticed uh, some water coming out of the garage. And I was like, that's not okay. Water is supposed to only go into the garage. Uh and I thought, well, so yesterday I spent a bunch of time hosing down the, the sort of entry vestibule of the house uh, in the hopes of washing out all of the Black Widow spiders. Yeah, good luck uh, with that. You know what happened, though? When I, was hosing, uh, when I was hosing that out, there was an adorable little gecko. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, a, it never rains here. And B, there's a roof over me. This is what I'm assuming, because I am assuming that geckos have intentions and the ability to reason. <laughs> Uh, but they, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was adorable and I was careful not to blast him off of the, uh, I was careful to respect his civil rights and not blast him <laughs> to the fire hose. Uh, 
So then I thought, wow, did I fuck up so bad that there's water in the garage as a result of me having sprayed all that water over there yesterday? Uh, but no, uh, it turns out that the water heater just broke in a way that was just pouring water fast enough that like you wouldn't have been disappointed if a drinking fountain had been producing that much water. Like wow. it wasn't just a it wasn't just a drip; it was a trickle. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, so so yeah, that that was all fucked up, and a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of mer- merchandise in the garage was endangered, but not, as it turned out, actually damaged. Uh, cool. We probably lost four or five empty uh, cardboard boxes for shipping. What? Uh, although, we could probably <laughs> you know, dry them out and then send them to somebody as special souvenir, oh. uh, touched by the specific yeah. personality of the asymmetric offices boxes as a just, collector's item. Just like a couple weeks we, ago, uh, we sold off those t-shirts that Xenophobe's cat peed on. No uh, one, I think that no was one Roy, bought Roy, Roy, any of those. Roy's cat oh, was that Roy's cat? Nobody bought any of them? What happened? We just gave them away? I don't know. I think we tried to and, and no one participated in the contest where that was a prize. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> we didn't. we just didn't incentivize it correctly. We should have been like, if you ascend really, really fast slow you'll get one of these and so then somebody's guaranteed to win right if it was a contest for being the if it was a contest for being the worst at entering contests then the only winners would be people who did not register for the contest that's what we should have done i mean so we could just send them randomly to people in china i guess yeah that would would eat them Cat pee t-shirts are a delicacy in that part of the world. <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I had this weird premonition that something horrible was going to happen, and I put most of our shipping boxes in the garage on shelves. Uh, really? So, oh. Yeah. Are you a I, magical man, hot stuff? I didn't or actually are have you any a water heater saboteur. <laughs> I, I had no fired? premonitions. I just I just put a bunch of sh- stuff on some shelves because I thought, why is this stuff on the ground? That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, because if there's one thing Arizona is known for, it's its prodigious rainfall and Floods. flooding. Well, it actually is known for flooding, to be fair. The yeah. desert does not deal with water well. Yeah, so you get a lot of flash floods. You get a lot of box canyons where suddenly everyone drowns, and then five yeah. seconds later, it's bone dry again. So the people who are like, oh, man, watching people drown makes me super thirsty. They're like, fuck. <laughs> this is worse than when I was a lifeguard at the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I had a man. I had a man come out and replace the water heater, and somebody's coming out tomorrow. I don't know whether the whole mold thing in houses is a giant fucking scam or not. It I seems like Arizona, a giant fucking scam. I think in Arizona, it's got to be a scam, right? Because mold doesn't grow in Arizona. So well, but it, I mean, I've definitely seen places where there was mold inside the walls, and it is definitely a thing where, like, up oh, they found mold. Now you have to spend fifty thousand dollars on this house before you can sell it. Huh. But but I think that the mold remediation people have just convinced everybody that that's a thing, hmm. and that yeah, God, remember? When I mean, they if fucking, the thing like, if the thing was spreading water for less than a day, then there's not going to be any mold. Right, like that's not a thing. Well, unless right? it gets it, unless it gets into somewhere that's not going to dry, right? So I don't know. I don't know what the interior of the wall is like in terms of its ventilation profile. Where in Arizona is it not going to get dry? Like we're not up in the highlands. It's it's we are in like prime middle of the desert territory. You put a sponge out prime. in the like on top of your sink and it dries out within an hour. Like it's. Yeah, but if you put some laundry inside a washing machine and wash it and don't put it in the dryer, it will grow mildew and stay wet and gross for several days. 
Right, and once mold grows, it doesn't require water to survive anymore. It's just in there, and then it spreads, and then it, like... I don't know. Maybe they maybe they package the mold in the insulation. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this might be a conspiracy. Really, it really, it really, honestly does seem like a scam to me. The 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 extent to which they just panicked, uh, Mister and Missus Skullhead, when they thought that there was some water leaking inside the house, they're like, "Oh, you can't be in here. You got to get the fuck out of here right now." Oh and yeah, like, they like went and stayed no. in the hotel, right? Yeah, I think maybe that we don't need to put like a thirty thousand dollar ET tent. <laughs> over the house i think maybe some water spilled on this wall and it will dry off and there will be a stain and that's kind of the worst thing that's going to happen but the guy fucking talked me into having him come out and look at it and i'm just gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna say oh man yeah you need to file a homeowner's insurance claim and have to explain to your homeowner's insurance company what you guys do here uh, <laughs> which is the thing i'm not really looking forward to so i'm probably just not gonna do it they're probably gonna come out and they're gonna say yeah man this is potentially really bad and i'm gonna say well but what i'm gathering from what you said is that it is also potentially totally harmless so thank <laughs> just, you for the free consultation just put a sign on the wall that says don't lick this yeah, do not breathe near this corner <laughs> I mean, it's not like the pretentious artist ever comes into work anyway well i mean won't his art be served by some sort of hallucinogenic mold Oh, yeah, if he gets a little bit of ergot, he'll start painting witches. <laughs> he will find some witches and then body paint them, and it will be like a sexy, sexy Sports Illustrated from the 90s. As long as he doesn't turn them into 17 yadas. Yeah. Yes. Ah, boy. Um, yeah, so that was that was today. Uh, today I did that, and then I played a bunch of Kingdom of Loathing. I decided to play Woo. through a hardcore run of the new challenge path. Yeah, wow. Uh, did you make it all the way through? No, uh, I made it to day seven uh, before it was time to go to dinner and then record these podcasts. Okay. Yeah, uh, I played the I'm, first. I played the first couple of days worth of of adventures. Uh, it's uh, it, if we don't change things, it's kind of hard right now. It is kind of yeah. hard. Yeah. So. Um, well, I mean, we just put the numbers in as Riff made them up, and none of us none of us can make up numbers that are actually good except for you, hot stuff. So. Oh yeah. Although the things that were giving me the most trouble were the monsters yeah, were. that you made way too hard. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I was told a, a variety of different things and uh, changed a bunch of numbers because a bunch of things were not as, as advertised. So I, I might need to go back and make some new numbers. Yeah, they, I mean, really, some of it, they, some of that frustration stemmed from it just being the path. broken. They show up, like, they, the, these things which were supposed to show up in the middle of levels show up like six turns into a level or whatever, you know? Yeah, but that's the middle for a, a dick stabber. Uh, maybe. Right. See, these, these are people who it's don't spend... It's also the middle for, like, level two, isn't it? These are people who do not spend any turns leveling from one to six, right? Like... <laughs> they will in this. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to have a hard time. <laughs> yeah, they are. This will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Because I wonder, I wonder which, which thing will win out. I wonder if the, oh, awesome, this is like Boris, or the, oh, fuck, this is like Oxy, <laughs> uh, which one of those is going to be the strongest, uh, the strongest opinion. There's a lot of flavor, that is for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. It's really all one flavor, though, is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... You guys want to answer some uh, some questions from the player base about the Kingdom of Loathing, a video game that you and I and we all enjoy and love? Sure. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, Top1214 wrote, Any chance we could get Word Realms avatars of Mr. Skullhead and Riff? I find myself picturing Jack and Hot Stuff as their avatars in my head now. <laughs> That's pretty good. They look uncannily like us. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. 
and avatars do exist for uh, for yep. the rest of us. And I posted them in this thread, oh, nice. violating my own rule yeah, about don't post things say. that aren't questions <laughs> in these fucking threads. He posted Wax both the, uh, the regular and the evil version of you, Riff. Ooh. Yep. Uh, are dangling participles a combat item in Word Realms? If not, can they be? No, they're like a vulnerable spot on certain <laughs> monsters. And it's not so much participles as giant exposed veiny nutsacks. What, what is, why is it called a participle? Like, where did that word come from? I don't know. I don't know. Also, did you know that clout uh, is, is now tagged as a violent word because it's totally a violent word? <laughs> Clout, C-L-O-U-T. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it means to, like, box someone, yeah, right? thump someone uh, on the head. Yeah. yeah. I did not, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I had vaguely, like, in the back of my head I knew that, but I would never have used that as a verb. Yeah, yeah, I would not have. It's it's kind of, it's a pretty old school verb. Yeah. I mean, uh, it makes me wonder, like, about the phrase, has a lot of clout, like, is well, it I think like, it just, it, like, the idiomatic use lingered past the common use I mean, how often do you talk about hitting a dude? I mean, we do all the time because we're time. into violent. Sure, yeah. We're into violent video games and making violent video games that are all about violence and convincing people to murder dudes because they're not white or because they're watching a movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> or sometimes watching a movie while not white. Oh, yeah. Psycho person says, I was a little bummed that I wasn't able to aid in Word Realms Kickstarter, but something I definitely plan on buying in the future. That being said, is there still a slight chance of having some of the Easter eggs mentioned at the 200% funding mark? A slight chance. That is going to be the very, very last thing that we think about. Yeah. Like, literally. Hmm. It is. It's all a question of, like, how much we can get done. You know, the reason it it sounds dumb, but the reason that, you know, it was a stretch goal was it's going to cost a bunch of extra money and... You, to get people to ba- effectively pay people for overtime to do that because we had sort of a an idea of how much time it was going to take to actually get the game out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that at least some of that will come to fruition, but I don't want to. I don't want to promise anything at this point. I mean, also, you know, I sort of hope that it sells well enough to justify spending some time patching in some additional content. Maybe, sure. yeah, that'd be cool after after release. But you know. We will see what the fuck is going to happen with that and anything. Dread Pirate Robert says, Dear Jick, I have come to ask forgiveness and thank you at the same time. I'm working on an IT project for a large UK utility company that required me to write something to generate random customers for testing to use. Finding addresses was easy, but I was a little stuck about how to make the names unique when suddenly an idea came to my head. How about random hobo names? So I sort of borrowed both your idea and hobo names and built a small hobo name generator. Everyone so far has been really appreciative of the injection of humor into an otherwise humorless job. Thank you for allowing me to bring joy into an otherwise boring (laughs) IT job. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I would have just done Bob and then a random middle name, Goldthwaite, for all of the customers. But uh, uh, That hobo name generator, as I wrote it, is capable of generating some pretty long things, too. So that's a good test yeah. of data validation. Also, they often have both single and double quotes in them. So yeah. that's good data yeah. validation testing. Periods, too. Um, yeah, sometimes they have semicolon drop table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scarfidin says, I think you missed a golden opportunity to implement John the Trappist as the level 8 quest. Um, no. No. Mm. I'm over my Trappist ale phase. Hot Stuff still likes it. Jake, why do you hate drawing yeah. tattoos? What makes them different from other art you have to draw? Hot Stuff, I think you had, you had, you made a pretty concise, uh, 
statement about this the other day. Why do you think I hate drawing tattoos so much? They are physical or like actual representations of of ideological concepts in most cases. Whereas like drawing a dragon is something that you're like, okay, I can picture a dragon, but like drawing like peace, right? Like, well, that one's a bad example because mm-hmm. we already have sort of a iconic representation of peace, but like drawing like level 12, you know, is a, <laughs> is a tricky thing in your head. Uh, and I think you, the decision, like deciding how to actually draw something is the part that you hate the most. Once, if you just can like, once you decide something, you can draw it easy. It's, it's the like, how am I going to represent this abstract concept that I think gives you a much, most of the consternation. I agree. Also, it's a weird <laughs> size. Uh, yeah, it's, compared it to is the, a size that I don't normally draw things in. Um, yeah. Cheld <laughs> says, Riff, to answer a question you had about five years ago, it was <laughs> the Millwall brick, not the Hurlingham brick. Also, what's the ice axe in your word realms dude from? <laughs> Millwall. It's not an ice axe. Uh, okay, I think I vaguely remember. It that is a question. improvised yeah. weapon made out of newspaper. Newspaper, it's yeah. A, uh, it's not an ice axe. It is a diamond pickaxe from Minecraft. Yeah, in in uh, word realm style. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't yeah. know that Roy has ever seen Minecraft. So, so that's Riff saying I want a diamond axe. Yeah. I assume that Roy must have at least looked at a picture of it. I to think get I might have showed him right. what the one in my uh, the 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 texture pack that I use looked like, oh. uh, which which looks slightly different from the from the default version. You should That's stop cool. using those texture packs. My texture pack is awesome. Yeah, whatever. You're doing it wrong. It's awesome. It's not in the. You're not it's playing awesome. Minecraft in the spirit in which the developers intended it. I certainly. I am. mean, except for the fact that they. They have in-app support for texture packs or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't mean they like it. We have all kinds of shit in KOL because of shit that people demand that we don't like and that we didn't intend. So I don't want to hear that. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> RNG he hate me writes. I love the staff and the sword, and I know a moxie rollover item was discussed, but dismissed of lack of a good idea slash difficulty in achieving, etc. Were spoonerisms ever considered as a potential chat affecting rollover bonus item tied to moxie? How about one of the following: a sping of slunerisms, like a slang of, a, and then a sloss bow of crooning, a slun of goonerisms, and a slistle of pooning. Uh, that <laughs> pooning is is pretty fun. Ah, uh, 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 man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I think the thing about a spoonerism is that it, both of them need to be words, yeah, right? Preferably. It's like, it's yeah. like, cause otherwise it's just like, oh, we've taken this thing and applied a rule to it to turn it into nonsense, which, which is easy. Yeah, it really, <laughs> really is. Um, we, I mean, like, we a have cunning, same, like a cunning runt. We had a, we had that, um, discussion about having a spoonerism dungeon, but you kind of poo pooed it. Well, because, because there aren't en- because we there are not enough spoonerisms to populate it. Well, like, I'm sure that normally there are. I'm sure that there are enough spoonerisms to populate it, but I mean, we don't. There know are. Them we all, just have to be come up tricky. with them. Yeah. Right. Right. And no one, no, any one of you guys could have had could have done that at any point in the last yeah. nine years that y'all been suggesting this. So when you do, come <laughs> see me. But until also, then. Here's the other the other half of that was that there are a bunch of spoonerisms that you could populate a dungeon with, but a lot of them are not funny, and that that I think was probably the harder the harder sell. Yeah. Like, t- treasure map, you know, is a 
Spoonerism for Measure Trap, but which both of which are great dungeon names, but that's just not interesting or funny, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. Dog and God, also yeah. good dungeon names, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> someday, and someday I'm going to show you guys that dungeon. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, <laughs> Fuck! I had a dream. I had a dream that I woke up to write something down from my dream, but I'm, and I managed to open my Notepad app on my phone, but I fell asleep before I wrote it down again. Uh, all I remember is <laughs> that it was about someone named Cottage Cheese. <laughs> so wait, the the way that I just parsed what you just said was that you had a dream that you woke up and that you wrote something down about. No, a, I'm sorry. No. Dream. I had a dream. About okay. someone named Cottage Cheese something. Okay. I, I don't remember what the last name is. It was something to do with some sort of infirmity. And like, huh. yeah. <laughs> I just don't remember. I, like, I should have written it down. I, I could have written down the last. Uh, like a Cottage Cheese aneurysm or something? or No, it was like a word that you would use to describe somebody that there was something wrong. Like the Cottage Cheese cripple or or okay. something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know about, about that spoonerisms as a chat thing. Because, like, with homophones, it was just a matter of, like, how many of these are they? How many of they am? And is we time write them all down? And yes. Yes was the answer. We talked about it. Uh, I remember we were walking around in San Francisco, me and Hot Stuff and C.D. Moyer, and we were saying, I wonder if you could do that. Ah, and Hot Stuff was like, no way. There are tens of thousands of homophones, and there's no way anybody would have collected them all. And C.D. Moyer, like, spent 30 seconds on his phone saying, ah, here's a list of, like, 400. <laughs> Done. <clears throat> we, had, uh, we still had to go through the list by hand to fix all the bullshit. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that took, like... That took probably two or three hours of time total, right? And sure. what else were we going to be doing during that time? All of the other shit that we're supposed to be working on? <laughs> Screw that. I mean, I to for the record, I would I would fucking love a spoonerism item and or a dungeon because I think those are I think love spoonerisms. They're great when they work out well. But but yeah. Well, we could just do a, a spoonerism dungeon that was also an alliteration dungeon. So you get a big bag, and then that turns into a big bag. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Lightwolf says, uh, There is a Season 2 PvP feedback thread now. I was wondering if you followed it at all, or if you have any general thoughts on the continued progression of PvP and what you might do with it next season. Or more specifically, did you have any thoughts about competitive King of the Hill being overly dependent on what time of day or how long a person can be logged into KOL? Current system encourages a person to babysit an account for 12-plus hours a day to stay on the hill, and trying to do that for two months really drags on. Plus, it prevents more people from participating as the season goes on. Would you consider putting in some kind of soft cat mechanic like a hill debuff that limits the amount of time one person can reasonably expect to hold the hill during a day? Well, I mean, a leaderboard that has a really significant reward associated with with it, I think arguing that it limits by its nature the number of people who can realistically strive for it is kind of the deal, right? Like, you, it's... That said, if, I, I do lament effectively encouraging or, or forcing, depending on how you want to frame it yeah uh, people and like making them play for many 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 hours a day or making them feel like they have to play for many hours a day to be 
competitive. Like, I definitely understand the complaints, and I don't. I don't know short of like just removing that that whole concept. Um, how we could deal with? Yeah, it I mean, th- we only have so many competitive vectors, right? And some of them are going to involve doing things that you don't want to do, and uh, like. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can see it both ways, right? Because there's a, like, it's easy to just be hand wavy and say, well, you don't have to do it, so it doesn't matter if it's horrible because we shouldn't put in things that are horrible, right? But at the same time, it is a very interesting idea on paper. And yeah, I mean, how do you, how, how do, do you, you have do this without also having this problem? It's, I mean, because just doing away with it doesn't help. And doing, the idea of adding like a complicated series of debuffs or whatever to to do it, it just like that's just going to encourage some other degenerate horseshit behavior that's even more yeah. complicated than just what well, it is now, which is effectively just like pay a. If you want to be on this leaderboard, you have to pay a bunch of attention. the The idea that I had heard was like daily caps for the amount of time that you could possibly gain. Um, well, but doesn't that just create the problem of? A bunch of people get the maximum possible amount, and we end up with ties. Well, but then the during the last is the, first the last week of the season, you remove it. the caps, so it's only one week mm. as opposed to two months, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not, I would. I don't know. I mean, I think I would feel better if the seasons for King of the Hill were a week long instead of two months long. And you could only win, you could only place on that board once per season or something, right? Once per, so yeah, so you have like eight weekly leaderboards, eight weekly contests or something as opposed to... Right, yeah, like, that's, what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm suggesting, I mean. Huh, I mean, that's that would be another option. Like, I mean, I remember in World of Warcraft the that like... On the particular on our particular server back in the old old school days of PvP, where there were ranks that you slowly moved up in, and once you achieved a particular rank, it was like your title. You like achieved a title that was yours forever. So like, the player mechanics were to get people to that rank at like cooperatively, and then you know shuffle them out of there and like try to do it so that they were maximizing the number of people that got it with them with the minimal amount of effort even though it was still like 15 or 20 hours a week of pvping to get up to that point and like it 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 seemed very much to me like a bunch of players trying to deal with a system that that wasn't awesome and eventually they just completely scrapped that whole system and came up with a different, you know, notion of what PvP is all about. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the old system because I understood it and I got a title, which I still have, Grunt yep. Gron. And that was, you know, I was like, "Oh, well, high-end play is grueling, huh? Well, guess I won't be doing any high-end play." <laughs> and I've never felt bad about making yeah. that determination about stuff, you know? And and I think that nobody should feel bad about that. And that, like, mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person who is going to drive yourself to things that you don't enjoy for the sake of excelling at something that you don't enjoy, 
then I think that you need to change your behavior, right? Uh, I wonder. To, I wonder how much, how much time and effort it takes to like be champion of a, like a current World of Warcraft arena season or something. I don't even know what they do anymore. Like I have no idea what PvP and World of Warcraft is like now. Are arenas still a thing? Yeah, I think I, it's just arenas and battle battlegrounds now. Yeah, I assume that is the case. I I'm not sure though. Um, yeah, I don't play on I mean, the PvP server. As somebody who does do things that kind of bad way, I I understand it, right? Like, I'm not... But I think you also understand the other side, which is that there is all sorts of cool shit that you want to do with a video game that 99% of people would really enjoy that you can't do because 1% of people would stab themselves in the dick with it over and over again and just poison the well with their complaints and their complaints would be justified but it's just uh, you know it's just that thing that happens when you make things for people Uh, i mean yes but i think it is our duty like in the kantian sense of duty uh to strive to make games that are fun for casual players and not life ruining for hardcore players right like we want stuff that is fun for people at all levels of engagement and nothing that ever feels like it's a chore at the high end or at the low end right like yeah, but the, I mean, I think you end up with this problem that like just any anything where you're dealing with a population, you end up with this problem where 95% of your effort is spent satisfying 5% of your customers, right? And but does that you does would, it add value to the other 95%? Because if it does, then I think that's a, a way to to approach things, especially if those. And I, but I think I would I would argue are that are paying the bills. Right. Then we are. Well, I mean, that's the, the, like when when that's discussed in terms of like a store or whatever, those five percent of people are paying five percent of the bill. Right. And I don't know what I don't know what it's like for us. Honestly, I have no idea how much our yeah, livelihood you, depends on a balanced competitive play field. You are just not like like bad about knowing anything about like what the the average donor sort of profile is or whatever i feel like <clears throat> yeah and i just because yeah, you I don't, don't want to you know, know. It, you don't want to think about it that way and i think that's probably the best way to go about it in terms of thinking about the the world right yeah it's just rough i mean i feel like I, I always think about the way that I felt in World of Warcraft when I made a when I was running through a new character, playing through the game with somebody, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do alchemy on this character. And I did some alchemy, and I made two potions, one of which was like plus five strength, and one of which was like slight HP regeneration. And then when I went to drink them, it was like, nope, sorry, you can only have one of these active at a time. And I was like, oh, right, that's some horse shit from my perspective, that they did because at the high end, having multiple potion effects on at the same time means that everybody who's doing these raids has to have every potion on all the time or they can't be competitive 
they they can't it becomes impossible to design encounters for them because they're like well if we can have every potion on at the same time we have to have every potion on at the same time and so it costs 40,000 gold to buy all the potions for each mm-hmm. time we want to do this raid and we have to do a bunch of grinding what the fuck is wrong with you you assholes at blizzard and we talked to the guy that designed the alchemy system and you know what the fuck is wrong with him is he said i just thought it would be cool if you could make a lot of potions and they did stuff <laughs> and i i have never felt as as much commiseration with somebody as i felt when when that guy said that because yeah. it is fucking cool if you can make a lot of potions and do a lot of stuff with them for 99% of the people they are going to be happy that there is this variety of shit that they can do and when they hit a wall that is designed to stop players that are way above their level that is pointless from their point of view that is fucking frustrating yeah. and it makes you know and it makes and it makes the experience worse for the overwhelming majority of the people who are playing this game because something has to be balanced for the tiny tiny minority right and i think that we do we do an okay job of dealing with that right because the things that we can do i mean like we can make we can make 95% of people happy by giving you something that allows you to do more damage in combat because the fucked up way in which our meta game evolved like combat more or less doesn't matter right <laughs> and so you know what, what like we we have things that we can do like we can nerf things for the top people if that shit is getting out of hand without the low end people really noticing it but we weren't always good at that you know and it's just i don't know man it's like you could argue that like we wouldn't have ended up in this situation if we hadn't designed broken systems to begin with but we didn't really design broken systems. We designed an extremely casual game. And I don't think it ever occurred to us that people would take it as seriously as they are. And I don't want to say that, oh, I wish people didn't take it as seriously as they do, because it's awesome that they found that in there. It's awesome that that's a thing that that emerged, but it's just, it's it's so limiting in a lot of ways. And And I think that it is limiting in a way that, like, yeah, probably if you were, like, doing a scholarly evaluation of a game, a game in which it is balanced to the point where no one has a bad time as a result of their inclinations and the way that their inclinations interact with the system is going to is going to be sort of better, I guess, on some scale than a game where it's just like anything goes and part of anything goes is that some people are just going to feel compelled to beat their head against this wall because you accidentally made hitting your head against this wall worth 11 points, mm. right? And, but which one of those games makes, which one of those games is a more efficient conversion of labor into joy, right? Yeah, I don't know. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so hard to, there is this sense, there is a pervasive sense in MMO development that you need a core group of extremely hardcore players in order to make it so that your game is sustainable at all right because even there are a bunch of people who are never going to be high-end speed ascenders but they need it keeps them invested in the community to have somebody to look up to like having this aspirational target means that they care more about it than they would and maybe they're not willing to do whatever shit you have to do with a jack-in-the-box to get the best out of the jack-in-the-box right man how bad am i at like all right how can i do this in a way that speed ascenders will just not give a fuck about how can i just make a thing that is fun i don't know i'll make it i'll like 
you know, I'll make it so it just doesn't work very often. But then, nope, it turns <laughs> out, like, that just makes it worse. And it's the worst thing that I ever did to them. <sighs> yeah. There was somebody there was somebody in the last thread that was like, "Man, I'm worried about Jake. He seems so negative and angry about things all the time and I'm worried that he's going to have a heart disease and a stroke and some depression." And I was thinking like, "No, I'm actually I'm pretty happy." But I but I remain frustrated about the things that I've been frustrated about. Yeah, but I I I also felt like it has seemed to me like you have become more frustrated over time with the like ever increasing limitations on your freedom as a designer does that make sense yeah i guess like Uh, you know part of it is us painting ourselves into a bunch of a bunch of different corners right right Um, but part of it is also like this feeling whether it's real or not that there's like sort of an entitlement that players have about the video games that they play now um, especially the free ones, like, you know, games that you have spent 50 or 60 bucks on to play, like, you know, Mass Effect or whatever, being pissed off at the ending, I can sort of understand, but uh, like a free to play game, I have less sympathy with, right? Because like, we are here providing entertainment for you for no charge, right? Yeah. I mean that though, that that particular defense against anything in particular has just been so comprehensively shot down, right? Like, it's one of those things that goes without saying so fundamentally that it literally should not be said, right? <laughs> like, we just we just have to kind of ignore that and talk about the issues on their merits, right? Because, I mean, it's sort of like invoking that, well, in 100 years we'll all be dead anyway, so none of this matters. It's like, okay, well, while that is true, it is not helpful for trying to figure out how to proceed in this situation, right? I mean, I guess you could argue that it would be helpful for us because, hey, this is a free game, therefore we can do whatever the fuck we want. So here's what we want to do and here's what we're doing. But the problem is that the times when I just go and do whatever the fuck I want are are times when I ultimately end up just like getting yelled at on the internet so much that I get depressed. Right? And 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 for me, like the when I say like uh you know, I got like it was like this seal clubber thing, right? Where I was like talking about how I can't Oh man, I only got real mad once during during the discussion of the seal clubber stuff with Dev when pantsless was like hey it might be time to revisit the idea of making all passives toggleable and i was like it might be time to go fuck yourself in motherfucker <laughs> um that was kind of what i said he had to install a weird new font into the game just so that his chat would look like that yeah it's like that vampire the masquerade font when you intimidate somebody it was all like looked like uh it looked like the the words had been scratched onto somebody's arm <laughs> <laughs> Look what I made you. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, fucking uh, suggesting a, a very simple, very straightforward change to a passive that almost everybody would look at and think, oh, yeah, okay, that's better. Having that is way better than not having that. It was like, no, nope, if you do that, you're going to have to make all passives toggleable because maybe somebody doesn't want an extra cold resistance because at some point it becomes optimal to take exactly nine fucking cold damage instead of seven cold damage. 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but I I think like I spent maybe three hours uh working up a revamp to SEAL Clubber skills that I'm pretty sure I, I mean I'm pretty sure that it would make me pretty happy to do it. And I'm pretty sure that nobody else would really be upset about it. And I'm also pretty sure that it only represents a, a, a small amount of power creep overall. But it's like just enough power creep to maybe smooth over some of the rough edges that will be left behind by a passive that dick stabbers can't turn off. Um, I mean, yeah. the... the... I don't know if this is a, a valid concern. The the thing that you that laid out like is just one sixth of the eventual plan, though, and I wonder what the landscape is going to look like after all of that has been put down. You know what I mean? In terms of the power creep added, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's power creep as long as it's power creep that happens as people perm a bunch more skills, right? Which we, we kind of do anyway, and, and y- you're definitely right, right? But, like, especially with the with the Seal Clubber stuff, like, that's more or less all about just, like, dealing more damage in more interesting ways, right? And, the, the you know, I guess the monster level thing is just flat-out power creep, but that could be replaced with something else, you know? Sure. And, and also, you know, adding a little bit more readily accessible monster level, I don't know that that really counts as as much power creep as it used to because there's just so much of it, right? So it becomes a question of how much you can handle rather than how much you can achieve. Sure. And it's been like that for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like in the speed game, we're already past the point of leveling being any kind of a meaningful stumbling block, right? But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, my, my the frustration that I expressed with with the, the Seal Clubber revamp was just, like, the idea that just the certainty that people would just flip their shit if anything ever got taken away from them, no matter how minuscule or unimportant that thing was. Mm. Right? And... That is what is frustrating. That, that to me, is a level of entitlement that I think is honestly just sort of a bad thing about the world. It's not a bad thing about our players, no. and it's not a bad thing about video games. It's, it's just, just like... People. Yeah, and it's... It, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I felt some entitlement that if I made those two potions, that I should be able to drink them, Right and get the meaningless buffs in the grand scheme of things that those that those two potions provided at the same time. Was I upset about that because of entitlement? I think that deep down I was upset about that because I understood that a sense of entitlement in another group is what led to the violation of my sense of entitlement, yeah. right? So my entitlement and, is, is and more their, important. their entitlement seems less justified. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's fucking complicated, you know. It, it's it's like uh, tragedy of the commons writ large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha Omicron says, "What do you think of the suggestion in the Trapsaur revamp thread about having Jick play through an ascension? I think it could be super hilarious if it were documented somewhere, such that players could make fun of him as he went. Oh, and maybe he would learn some stuff or whatever." 
Yeah, you know, I don't think I would learn any of the kinds of things that the people who are sitting there tapping their fingers together saying, oh, I bet he could finally learn something about this game. Because what I've learned uh, over playing several days of an Ascension today is that I don't give a fuck about spending turns resting in my campsite. I'm going to do that all the time. And I'm going to be I'm like, oh, 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 shit. I can make a bar skin tent. So resting in the campsite will give me like twice as many hit points. <laughs> this is going to be fucking great, I thought. You know, it, you're a little jaded because you get to play as many turns per actual real life day as you want. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and some people are going to be the major divide between you and the about that in the new path is it, this is this is a slow path. But I'm never going to be able to I'm never going to be able to understand that, right? Like yeah. I'm never I'm never going to be able to be excited about an item drop in this game like it's just, you know, this is the penalty of being the dude that made it in the first place is like that there is there is just some perspective that's not going to be there. My plan was when I'm thinking about these skill revamps to do a hardcore run as every class, like a zero skill hardcore run as every class. And I think that I'll probably still do that. You know, something that something that made a gigantic another thing. And this is like a thing that the speed people just are going to this is a thing that people would make fun of me for. But when it occurred to me, oh, right, Astral Club, if I take that Astral Club all of the frustration that I had trying to play the early levels of this stuff yesterday are going to be gone because plus 20 weapon damage is fucking huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing that went in there that, like, serious players just do not give a fuck about at all. Yeah. Uh, although, here, here's a here's a newsflash. Uh, zero skill runs on the new challenge path. I think you maybe want to take that club. <laughs> <laughs> and by club, like, you mean mace. Is it a mace? I think it's astral a mace. mace. Astral mace. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just saying, like, uh, you might be pissed if you come into this thing trying to play it the way that you would normally play. Um, so consider, consider, consider <laughs> taking that mace. <laughs> Just the first time, you know, you'll still be pretty fast. Yeah, and Davik says, and he should stream it like Bo Hinman is doing. Yeah, yeah. People were uh, upset at Bo for not um not reading as much yeah that's right? what i like, heard was that he was kind of kind of skimming the text and not stopping to enjoy the uh smell of the flowers as it were i haven't actually watched the stream myself so i can't say yeah i haven't either i mean i'm certainly skipping through everything <laughs> and, and that's and that's another <laughs> thing right i mean well, no, not the stuff that you... Okay. <laughs> a, all the stuff that you wrote for this path, I had to look at while I was coding and testing oh, the skills true. and stuff. And I, and I like, <laughs> I am reading all of the stuff that you wrote that is actually new, but like most of the monster descriptions and the stuff that happens when you hit something with a mace, uh, or the all the shit that happens when you get beaten up, or the text you get from resting at your campsite. You need to make that a little more interesting. Oh, I was wondering where those... Teeth came from. There's totally a dream that gives you <laughs> that gives you loose teeth, and I just didn't read it, so I didn't even see. Awesome. Oh man, I kind of what I kind of want for this path is a uh, button that lets you rest at your campsite for three turns. <laughs> uh, it's a thing that uh, I've been using the shit out of Bart Ender's uh, meat making odd jobs too. No, I actually have not. Yeah, I don't think you'll be able to. I've been doing that at all. Yeah. 
Uh, so I was listening to the last show, says Time, and I was all excited to learn a new word when you guys talked about taints, which led to <laughs> talking about duodenums. But it turns out I just pronounce it differently. Mr. Skullhead said duodenum, whereas I say duodenum. I tend to, uh, I tend, tried to look up the correct pronunciation, but I have this problem where I can't read phonetic spellings. Yeah, it depends, right? If it's in IPA, then you're going to be too drunk <laughs> to, to read it. <laughs> I I always assume duodenum just because duodenum sounds like a mispronunciation of a word. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you guys know what is correct, or is this a potato potato thing? I think I've it's always heard du- duodenum. duodenum. <laughs> yeah, I've always heard duodenum. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think Merriam-Webster.com does not use IPA. Uh, for its pronunciations, but huh. just prints, like, writes them out in a way that anyone can understand them. Oh, go Merriam-Webster. I yep. had to... Go, ahead. go on. No, go on. I was going to say, like, I don't know that it Are is possible to write, write something out such that anyone can understand it in, if you're talking about a pronunciation guide, right? Like, how do you pronounce a bunch of the random shit in English? Well, you you write it out in syllables with unambiguous pronunciations, right? Like I don't but know what vowel the, sounds don't work that way, but they do in enough cases that you can write unambiguous pronunciation, like duodenum, d o o dash a dash d u h or a h maybe ah, yeah, well, yeah, right, like, but to someone who lives in the south who pronounces. Uh, as ah, then you're in trouble, right? Like, but there isn't anyone like that. There's not anyone. And like then, that but in then your, they'll just say duad. <laughs> well, yeah. Wouldn't 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 such a person <laughs> pronounce it duadnum anyway? I turkey mean, got its beak so stuck it plumb be through correct. my duadnum. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> pecked it, pecked it clean in half. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm plump perforated. Uh, Felony Felony (laughs) says, how about a level 20 skill for each class? Maybe quest instead of bot to make it more interesting, exciting. Uh, I don't know, we probably, there's stuff like that. Aren't there skills in Hobopolis and stuff? That's like a level 20 skill for each element. Yeah, that's true. Elements are the same as classes, right? Mm -hmm. Quick, figure out a way to map five onto six. Uh. Shit. Yeah, what, why did we choose things that uh, were not easily divisible by other things as fundamental systems to this game? <laughs> ah, it's great, because, <laughs> because they're all numbers that I like. I like threes, and I like fives, and I like things that are divisible by five. <laughs> like <Yeah>. three. <laughs> Time says, you talked about how the sorority clan dungeon was too small slash not enough going on to keep as a permanent fixture. I have a very small clan, and I end up running these dungeons alone, so I thought it was a ton of fun without being the gigantic aftercore commitment that Hobopolis is. I appreciated having a little dungeon that runs fast, so please don't feel that a clan dungeon has to be as epic as Hobopolis or Slime Tube to be appreciated. Yeah, that's really the thing that I need to get into my head, and I need mm. to... I need to get a hair up my ass one of these days to just spend another week or two making another clan dungeon. And just see, you know, if there's a clan dungeon in there that people say, like, this sucks and doesn't consist of enough, I'll be like, okay, whatever. Oh, sorry, there was a fire in your basement, and all your dungeons got burned down. I bet you wish you hadn't said anything. Uh, WVO Quine says, Binding of Isaac, familiar or item of the month? What would it be? Randomly generated dungeon crawl... Uh, where everything is made of poop and Bibles. 
You collect different Bible pages and different kinds of poop yeah, to use to make the pages food together. And oh, booze <laughs> and joints. You you roll you roll some poop up into a page of the Bible. Did, you ever, did, did any of you guys ever smoke weed out of a rolled up Bible page? Yeah, I never have, but I have heard of that as a thing. They do have those nice uh, thin pages. They use a page from Numbers uh, uh, to roll a number because you'll say. Sometimes you will refer to a marijuana cigarette as a number. Oh, I've never heard let's, that. Let's roll another number. That's what they will say. A bone. Sometimes you'll use a, a book from Bones, which talks about like <laughs> David Boreanaz solving a mystery. And lo, did the archangel David Boreanaz solve a mystery with the help of his forensic osseologist or whatever. <laughs> what do you call? What do you call a person who studies bones that for crime? Osseologist sounds reasonable. Osopa- osopath, uh, osteopath. Yeah, no, that's a that's a bone doctor. A forensic osteopath. A, um, hmm. An os- maybe obstetrician. Um, <laughs> I've detected that this bone was once born. At at least once, this bone passed through a pelvis, or not. In which case, you should use this bone to kill Macbeth. Melon says, W.O. Quinn and myself must think alike since I was going to ask about a Binding of Isaac challenge path. I think we can agree that KOL needs more dead baby jokes. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite dead baby joke? Does it involve mm. Velcro? I think I like the one that you made up about the apple that's not a so oh, I didn't make that. I didn't make that up. Oh, is that no? That yours? was from a Reddit thread that was. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that yes. was like right the most offensive joke you've ever heard. <laughs> That's such a good joke, but it's one that I really can't tell to anybody. <laughs> to anyone? Yeah. You yeah. can tell your dad. Say, hey, dad. I did tell my dad that joke. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> wow, did you tell him that I made it up? Uh, uh, pl- I, I don't not. remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, huh. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a bad... I was just trying to think of, like, a dumb... Di- like, there there are inversions of all of their, like, like why did the dead baby cross the road? Because it was stapled to a chicken. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, uh, There's the one about, like, the... Truckload, truckload of dead of babies dead and babies a truckload of bowling, bowling balls. balls. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no favorite dead baby joke, hot stuff? Uh, no, I mean, no. See, this is why there are certain people for whom you're their favorite member of the podcast is because you won't sink to the <laughs> levels that Riff and I, Riff and especially I, will sink to. Sleepy I mean, Worm says, just, I really, in- what? Yeah. Go there's ahead. There's just nothing really funny about dead babies, really. <clears throat> okay. I'm sure So dead babies are like a dickless moron with a battery up his ass in that regard. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Sleepy Worm says, "I'm really enjoyed these last. I've really enjoyed these last two PVP seasons. I just want you to know that I love stealing items and I love losing items to people who beat me. Thank you for sticking to your guns. Please nerf the meat golem. <laughs> yep. Uh, Nightball says, "In the past, dissatisfaction has been expressed with the Seal Clubber and Turtle Tamer underwater skills, Harpoon and Summon Leviatuga, because Leviatuga only work underwaters and both have the <laughs> same sole effect of doing unremarkable damage. I remember the sentiment being expressed that you wish something interesting could be done with them. Now that Boris is a thing, have you considered repurposing the effects of the two top tier Boris skills for this purpose? Bifurcate for Harpoon, while only while underwater, maintain current effect otherwise, and powered up intimidating Bellow for Leviatuga." Uh, it wouldn't be terribly overpowered because they only work underwater. It would make them more appealing perms and solve that these are entirely uninteresting pure damage skills issue. Yeah, I mean, the larger issue is that pure damage skills are entirely uninteresting no matter what they do. Mm. Um, 
Also, regarding the weapon rack campground thing for gear items and hardcore, it sounds like a solid idea. I'd be perfectly okay if you chose to ignore the potential complainers and found a way to make it work. It worked for the bookshelf and it did work here too. You can make it so that mystery equipment bits aren't usable in run unless they were taken from the rack, and you can add, remove gear and aftercore post run, and so it's bind on run similarly to Rando. Or something completely different, I've got confidence in you guys. Huh, you know, that's an that's an idea, actually. Um hmm. retrofitting uh, that would probably upset a lot of people if we introduced something that retrofitted old Mr. Store Mr. gear Store to be gear. pullable in hardcore. Because some of that gear is really expensive yeah. at this point. Sure would be interesting, though. Although we'd have to put another column in the campground because there's no spaces left. Uh, there are. There's empty spaces in the campground now. Are there? Yeah, because I removed some shit from PvP and stuff. Well, there's all those flat, the rows of fences and stuff are all, are all clear now, so. Yeah, I, man. I, I think there needs to be a big fire in the campground. I, I wish, I wish that I could think of a way to do, like, housing, the kind of housing revamp that I, that everybody would think was really exciting, I think, without it being really complicated to retrofit everything. Although, probably more or less, nobody cares about the shit that's in their house, right? Because it goes away when you ascend. So for the most part, I think people probably just have a string of Christmas lights in their inventory that they're afraid to use. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's the question, right? Could we have housing that wasn't game-changing or power, like insane power creep that didn't go away or whatever? Well, I mean, it could it could all unfold at the end of an ascension and go back into your inventory, right? So it's not like you wouldn't just have to set up a giant powerful house. Like, it would be crazy power creep in after core, but that kind of right. doesn't matter, right? And if you had to pull every individual part of it, hmm. then it would almost be better if it was really powerful, right? Because then it's like, oh, this maybe would be worth pulling instead of just another glob of blank out. Right, sure. <sighs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know... It's hard to imagine doing it without nerfing some stuff. Like, because right now you can have a tent and then you can put like a poster up in your tent. And it's hard in the in the thing that I imagine where it's like you have these different houses that you can put in there that then have different numbers of rooms that you can put shit in, mm-hmm. right? Like, what? That's not going to make any sense for a tent, right? But yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like the idea. I like thinking about what that would look like when you draw it, when I draw it. <laughs> draw. By, I like drawing buildings, like big interiors of buildings are pretty cool. I do like a side view for this. Yeah, side view. <laughs> That's what I like. Uh, also, uh, there's an, in, there is indeed a review of uh, Advice Hot Dog on the Finnish iTunes store. It says, in Finnish, a Mexican and his racist friend share their uneven quality advice to listeners who request assistance. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent that's pretty dog disar- disarmingly act- a- accurate too yeah no I, I mean the quality of the advice is very uneven probably owing to my racism dog says mechanics and seal clubbers since that's a theme I know this concept has been imposed in the past but is there any possibility of letting the malice smash wads or nuggets into component nuggets slash powders maybe at a loss you get four instead of five the recent world event brought this to mind since there were only a few options for powders for any given element and no transmutations other than wads of course it's possible I missed something after seven years sometimes you get itchy and then distracted yeah it's not a bad idea yeah I don't think that I would be averse to that yeah 
And I don't think it's actually that hard to make a new malice recipe. Eh. And Trigg says there's a series of TV commercials where a young kid tells an old guy, we didn't have that in my day, and these kids don't appreciate how hard we had it back in the day. Was this commercial written by a KOL player with an account start date in 2007? <laughs> On a different note, change things, add things, take things away. For a lot of us, this game is just fun to play. Keep up the great work. Thank Thanks, Antrig. Uh, Linguini Lad says, Bugger feature, someone that you have on ignore can still say stuff to you while in the swimming pool. Well, it's because you can't lie while you're in a swimming pool. So it, the ignore list is more or less you lying to people saying, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. You can't so, lie while you're in a swimming yeah, pool? Yeah, the Brian Wilson, oh, you'll drown. <laughs> no. Uh, Brian Wilson believed he had all of his meetings in swimming pools for a while because he believed that you could not lie if you were in a swimming pool. That is at least uh, an urban legend about Brian Wilson, <laughs> but I think it's a pretty good one. That's... It is apparently a thing that really stuck with me and no one else ever, because no one knows what I, I think most of the people that I'm aware of that know that know it because I explained it to them. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe I just read the Wikipedia article wrong, or maybe Brian uh, Wilson believed that nobody could lie in a swimming pool in the same way that Edgar Allan Poe was a homosexual. <laughs> <clears throat> or maybe uh, it was some other Brian Wilson, the pool. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riley37 says, JLE made a point about jaw bruisers and newbies. Scully said that for every person who jaw bruises a newbie, someone will soft green echo that newbie. But that ain't what always happens. You can't actually use a soft green echo on somebody. You can message one to a newbie, but the day one newbie who's freaking out tends to not check their messages while jaw bruised. Wait. Oh, the day one newbie. I was like, the day one newbie who's freaking out tends to not check their messages while jaw bruised is the day I'll eat my horse. <laughs> so I thought where that sentence was going, and then I was confused when day one. So it's like it's like a big ass hammer, not a big ass hammer. Uh, the newbies who get jaw bruised tend not to be the newbies who are good at receiving messages and PMs and thus learning about the soft green fluffy whatever. That every chat message while jaw bruised expends a turn of duration would be really good for jaw bruised. Yeah, how often does that actually happen? That's an excellent I can't question. Very often, those jobbers have got to be starting to get. They're they're rare. rare and expensive enough that like, it seems like that would not happen on even a daily basis. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Wow, we're uh, running out of time before we run out of questions. Jizzy uh, says, hey guys, I have an item in the month question. It seems you've moved away from familiars that require feeding to do cool stuff, a la the homeless hobo spirit, slimeling, gluttonous green ghost, etc. Is this by design because those familiars weren't very popular, or you've gotten bored with the mechanic? Is it just an unhappy coincidence? If you aren't bored with it, maybe a vampire link for October. It could feed on healing items or directly on your health. Huh. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We kind of just ran out of things to feed them, I think is what happened. Yeah, yeah. We sort of did one for each thing, and then, I mean, we could do a thing that, uh, you know, eh, I don't even know. I mean, if we did a thing that was like, oh, you feed this, and then it attacks stuff, doesn't is not a starfish, mm. maybe nobody would care. Maybe nobody cares about a starfish anymore. I don't know. Is MP even scarce anymore? I probably made so many changes to Hot Stuff's carefully balanced systems that everything is all fucked up. <laughs> and now it's just like a fire hose of mana. <laughs> First Boy on the Moon says, Jick, I've played a fair bit of words with friends and word feud, and it has been my experience that the layout of the word feud board encourages defensive play much more strongly because it is way too easy to hit a double word plus triple word tile while simultaneously making it harder to make a play that allows access to multiple high-scoring plays. For instance, in Words with Friends, you can make a play that hits two doubles that then allows access to two triples from either end of the word. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. I would not have been able to describe the difference in placement of the bonus tiles on Word Feud. I, w I would not have been aware that there was one, actually. 
Um, which is weird. You, cause I mean, I know that there are some in the corners or whatever. Are there even in the corners? I don't know. Are there triple word scores in the corners? I've never played it. Yeah. But, I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Uh, not supposed to be here says concrete question about early KOL while I was reading those old threads I got the impression that the arena already cake shaped was already something entirely different maybe that you could get beaten up there so if this is true and you can remember what was the arena originally like if you have no idea what I'm talking about er look a butterfly huh? uh, so the arena was butterfly. where I tested out the new combat system uh, in KOL which was to say a combat system at <laughs> all um, interactive combats were not a thing in the beginning of the game. Was it all just like non-combat? Well, it was every, everything was a non, when the game launched, everything was a non-combat. Mm. And then certain things became fights, but it was just like you would trade blows back and forth until somebody died. Um, and it happened all in one screen readout. And then it was like, oh, right. So then there's maybe skills. And uh, skills probably need a way for you to fight things where you actually hit a thing. And I don't remember if the arena was initially a way to test uh, the first one of those or the second one. But you would just put in a number and it would you would fight a level X arena goblin. Um, I don't know if that was actually publicly available or if it was something that like PyMonkey figured out how to URL inject. <laughs> I do not remember. Or maybe he just figured out that you could do it at arbitrary levels, and that's how he was able to level so fast. <laughs> Kids these days. Uh, and then, regarding talk of things being burned to the ground and such, what do you think of having a general policy of giving warning uh, in some form when significant bits of content is about to disappear? I'm asking from a rather selfish perspective as somebody who's a bit OCD-ish about trying not to miss content, even down to things like individual combat messages. I don't know how many share these concerns, and I've certainly heard the phrase, not a game for completionists before. Still, thoughts? It's easier because everything is in the wiki, at this point. Yeah. And something like that, if it's not in the wiki, I like, you, you know, if somebody sent me a message, it was like, Hey, what were the hit messages on this monster before you made it go away? I would just look it up and tell you, right. That's the kind of guy I am. Uh, note, please do not take my second question as any kind of discouragement to introducing new content or even taking things away. If you really feel that's what is best for the game. No, no, no. I mean, I like, I, I feel that pain as strongly as you do, yeah. buddy. I mean, even if, if something happens that causes us to uh, remove a monster from a zone or something, that monster is still going to be in our database. So yeah. we'll always have that data. Uh, all right. Morris says, hey, Jet and Company, I run a philanthropic clan store and was wondering how difficult it would be to prevent people outside my clan from purchasing items from my store. Uh, the way you have to do it now is overprice your items and manually supply refunds to clan members later. If there was an option to prevent people outside your clan from buying stuff, it would really be helpful. This would also allow people to add unique incentives for others for joining a given clan. Clans could compete for the best clan store. I see a lot of potential here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like that idea, except yeah. except that the for the way in which it's going to complicate searching them all. Mm. Like I think, I think that what you want is, or what people want is for the to be able to set up a store that operates out of the stash, right? Like instead of the karma system, just replace it with a this is how much meat mm. these things cost. Yeah, uh, that you can specify on an individual basis, but I don't know exactly. I you know that for everything that I think would be cool, 
that takes away any previous functionality, there's going to be somebody who's like, no, I was using that, and it will make them sad. So, yeah. RKO Mullet says, and this is the last question, because we got to go. Firstly, I have to say, I love the new changes to the Mountain Quest. Entirely amusing. No, extremely amusing, pun intended. I say that wasn't a pun, <laughs> but it was only because I read it wrong. I've noticed for a while that when cooking slime potions as a saucer, that if you try to craft a recipe from the discoveries page, you will manage to craft a strange combination of recipes to get the one vial of slime you were looking for. For example, I tried crafting a vial of teal slime earlier by clicking the blue plus green. It produced green, and then a vial of teal, and then another vial of green, and then another vial of teal, uh, all resulting to just one being made. Uh, is there any plan on fixing this as to not waste precious and delicious prime-colored slimes? I kind of think it's hilarious yeah, me when too. that happens. I don't like it doesn't it do, I mean it seems really obvious from like a user's perspective like why wouldn't this just stop when it made the one thing that I was asking it to make. I don't I don't really understand why it does that either. But it's this is your fault for adding all those recipes. Yeah, I I kind of like Chris Moyer went above, above and blonde, uh, above and blonde, above and blonde. <laughs> Chris Moyer is occasionally above a blonde, if I remember his family pictures correctly. Um, <laughs> he went above and beyond making that like automatic crafter thing, and then Riff had to ruin everything by making him those yeah. ridiculous recipes. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I know lots that's... of circular recipes that will just that's... go forever. I know that it probably is really upsetting to people who waste these resources I that know, they care but... about. It's, it's just so good. Every time somebody describes the problem, it's just like ah, ah. Okay, all right. Well, that's enough show. That's uh, gonna have to be the next thing I do is write a bunch more circular recipes. Mm. Uh, all right, so if you're listening live, stay tuned to Video Games Hot Dog. If you're not listening live, download and listen to Video Games Hot Dog in a few days. Woo! Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye, everyone.